Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Be The Frequency podcast. I'm your host, Shalane Carter, and this podcast is the perfect convergence of all things health, wealth, quantum physics, and spirituality. I help bring you practical tools to be able to understand and utilize the subtle energy realms to work for you to create the most abundant life. I have been everything from a single mom living off food stamps, being a makeup artist and feeling so lost, to building a six-figure business, attracting the love of my life, traveling the world and feeling incredibly aligned with my purpose here on earth. With my background in healing and being on the road to getting my PhD in integrative medicine myself, along with many other incredible guests are going to share with you how to actually change your habits and shift your frequency so you can begin to live the life that you know you were meant to. Are you ready to take the quantum leap? Let's do this. Hey everybody, welcome back. I am so excited to kind of be with you and share with you this moment, this like, I just shared on my Instagram story, I'm like, guys, I've changed. I'm shook, if you will, um, because I, if you don't follow me on Instagram, you didn't see my last 24 hours. It's been a magical 24 hours for me. Um, and for a lot of reasons that I think would make some people feel <laughs> like they're a little stressed, but I, what I recognized is this, the, how I'm feeling right now. And I, as we were driving home last night, Oh, well, we'll sign in the back. She's like talking again <laughs> that as I am, Feeling the way that I'm feeling as I'm processing this, one of, the, I think, the greatest gifts is to be able to share with people your journey and your story and it really be experiential because I know that you've probably experienced moments like this in your life or you're kind of wondering how to experience something like this. Um, a lot of people, this is kind of what they're desiring and I recognize that on the drive home last night. We were driving home from Sedona. Um, my, uh, business partner for my retreat company, Mackenzie and I were driving home together and we, for the past 24 hours, the lineage of, of through which we teach yoga. So we, we both teach yoga and the lineage that we learn from, um, it goes back to our, our roots are in Ashtanga. Um, and really, if you kind of travel back through, through time, um, a, a lot of the lineages basically spring from one willow stuff. Okay, hold on. Willow. Okay, sorry about that. Um, <laughs> a child came home and Willow was like, oh my gosh, people. Um, but the, the well from which most lineages of yoga come from is from this same person. And it really offshoots it just kind of in, in a couple of different ways. So our teacher is Johnny Kest. And the his kind of goes back further, goes back further. And, you know, going back to Tabi Joyce, if you're kind of in the, the community, I want to just kind of share um, if you teach yoga or things like that, um, if you don't, then this really doesn't mean anything to you, this particular part about who it comes from. Anyways, what I recognized is that her and I 
he often, Johnny Kess does not often come to the West Coast. He's based out of um, Michigan. And he doesn't often come to the West Coast. He does some things like down the middle of America, a little bit more East Coast, but doesn't often come to the West Coast. And he was teaching a class. We got an email. He's teaching a class in Arizona. It is a four and a half hour drive for us from where we live. And her and I, she literally texts me. She's like, um, did you see this? Do you want to go? Are we crazy if we do? I was like, first of all, not the craziest thing that I've ever done. I've ever done. Yes, I want to go. And then she sends me a screenshot of her reservation. I sent her a screenshot of my reservation. And here we are. We're like, let's get our classes. We both taught yoga classes that day. So we we're like, let's get our classes covered. Let's go. And um, stars aligned. Kids were able to be, you know, Matt was able to, to take care of the kids that day and stuff after school. Great. So we decided to go on this adventure and we kind of have all these ideas of things that we could do. And we're like, okay, it's four and a half hours there. We're kind of thinking of all these things. And we decide that we are going to drive from there. After we take the class, we're going to go drive to Sedona. We hosted a retreat there with our retreat company, Rachaka Retreats. Um, we actually have a retreat open. If you're interested in going to a yoga retreat, we have three spots available. Um, so if you're interested in, in more information about that, you can always email me or you can always find me on Instagram if you have questions or just follow the Retracker Retreats Instagram page. We have lots of info up there. But the first retreat we ever did together was in Sedona. And there was a couple of places that were like, oh, we really love. It's not that far of a drive. Let's just hop in the car. We'll do that. And then drive home another four and a half hours. So lots of time in the car, but we recognized like we were literally driving four and a half hours for an hour and quote unquote, an hour and 15 minute class. But here's the thing is, and I, I want to preface kind of all of these things because the way, how I feel right now, I'm telling you guys, it is tangibly, I feel more vibrant in my body. So when you think about the science of the body, okay, okay like a little moment of science here, the basic foundations, and we all know this, the basic foundations we are atoms. We are all made up of atoms. Now, if you did not know um, a little bit about atoms is they have a nucleus made of, of protons and neutrons. Protons have a positive charge. So neutrons are neutral. And then electrons really kind of swirl in this cloud, so to speak. It is not a specific oscillation of like, again, they go in this circle and this one goes in this circle and this one goes here. They really orbit around each other in this cloud of possibilities, these electrons. And if you go even further than that, subatomic particles, and you really get down to the basic of what it is, is biophotons. Biophotons are light. So when people say we are light beings, they're not fucking with you. It is very scientific down to the basic blocks. We are light. We are biophotons. That basically the biophotons is kind of the, the starting point. And then these um, as they bind together and as they communicate and as these electrons that are orbiting in this field of possibility begin to interact and things like that, that's when you start to be, get, get um, molecules and then molecules form together, start to create substances and things like that. So compounds, what have you. So I am telling you right now in a very visceral way, I feel more bright biophotons like being charged and more vibrant like you took the dimmer of a light switch and went from kind of dim to like hey i see you like turned it up my physical body feels that way 
my emotional body feels like that. I feel like that as a whole. That's why I was like, I'm changed, like shook, shook because we, and I'll kind of get to this later in the episode, but we kind of had this whole conversation about biophotons, about um, basically like the vibrancy and the, the, when you think about light and it kind of being this charge, right? This charge, why do I feel that way? So we drive this four and a half hours and we get up at 4 a.m., 3.55 to be specific. <laughs> We get up at 4 a.m. because we wanted to sit and have a few minutes to meditate before we hit the road. So we get up, we get all the way there. Now, mind you, both of us are very aware of kind of how food affects our moods. And also when you practice yoga, um, a lot of times you don't, you're encouraged to not eat heavy meals um, a couple hours prior, two to three hours prior. Um, and really kind of have a, a, as much as possible, an empty digestion track. Because as you start to twist and move, things start to naturally eliminate. And a lot of postures are designed to not only move on energy, but massage the internal organs. So it's not just about stretching. There's actually a whole lot going on, which again, we'll get into later going on when you're practicing in your physical yoga practice, your asana practice. So we didn't want to eat too, too much, but we weren't practicing until 10. So we got up at four. We're not, this class doesn't start until 10. So we have six hours. So we've like gotten some fruit. Um, we got like a little like decaf, half-calf coffee situation. I think we got some like half-calf because we're like got a long day and we got to drive home. Um, but just kind of be mindful of what we ate and put in our bodies. I think pretty much we had nuts and fruits just a little bit leading into it. So we weren't hungry, um, and maybe a protein shake. And, um, we get there, we take this class. So her and I, uh, she, Mackenzie had met Johnny several times. Um, she's been teaching for a lot longer than I have. And I've taken a training with Johnny. My 300 hour was taken with Johnny, but it was online. It was during pandemic. It was at the end of 2020. And I, um, so I've never actually met him in person, which is something I always, um, regretted for, I had had several opportunities. People had asked me like, Hey, do you want to go, you know, see him like fly to Michigan and take some of his classes. And, um, I just hadn't done it. And I had kicked myself. Cause at one point, like he closed his, um, his yoga studio and, and I was like, Oh man, like I really wanted to go. And I didn't. And I always remember being like, not, not in a regretted, like, Oh, I wish I would have, but, and like felt bad about it, but recognizing like when opportunities present themselves, there's a reason why you have a desire and a pull to it. So noticing that, and just throughout my life, I've kind of noticed like there have been things that if I would have taken action, I could have done, I could have, you know, had these opportunities to meet people or to do things and things like that. And like allowing the element of taking action to hold me back from really, it's kind of like when you pull that arrow back, right? You pull it back a little, yeah, it goes a little far, but if you pull it back further, so it's like that further pullback, like stretching myself to really like take the action, move forward, make plans um, and be really proactive about growth. So this is something that I've learned now for several years and for the past three or four, well, probably about past, it's been longer than that. It's probably been about the past six years. I've been very intentional about my growth and very intentional about noticing when those feelings come up and then taking the action to move forward. Um, and so when this opportunity presented itself, I never met Johnny in person and I was so like, 
I was like, I could care less about a celebrity, to be honest. And I wasn't starstruck, but it, it, it's <coughs> this experience of reverence and almost like gratitude, like deep gratitude for the gift of not just yoga, but the gift of transformation, the gift of bestowing, like kind of carrying on this like lineage of yoga, but we do this in all sorts of other ways. We do it with our children. We do it with traditions and different things like that. So there's, there's lots of ways that you're kind of also doing this, but there's something really interesting about sharing knowledge that feels sacred. And I noticed this, like, um, when I'm learning like energy medicine practices and different things like that, there's almost this sense of like, um, ceremony of like passing this knowledge down. And I always kind of wonder because I, I didn't, I went to cosmetology school and I kind of, I've always really loved to learn to me. That's always felt uh, invigorating in a sense. I mean, what I'm learning at a particular moment, like in a lecture, I might not be like, Oh my gosh, this is the best thing. Like every single time. But I do notice my desire to continue to grow. It is not to say never satisfied, but it's like, it kind of feels good. And then I marinate it and I'm like, okay, I'm ready to expand again. So anyways, we go to this class. It is way longer than an hour and 15 minutes, an hour and 45 minutes. You guys, it's also a heated class. It is 90 anywhere between 95 and like 98 degrees in there easily and that's where they set the thermostat that does not include all of the bodies in the room so there's 70 people in this room um and i was like at one point like there was he is such a master teacher of really allowing and this is what i kind of wanted to record this podcast about is he is such a master teacher in letting the thing, which is yoga, letting the essence of that be the teacher, very much pulling his ego out of it and really beginning to experience it. And I noticed a lot of times, you know, in yoga class, they cue to the breath often, come to your breath, blah, blah, blah. But his tenacity and his continual resilience to be determined to come back to your breath, come back to your breath, the awareness of your breathing and kind of what's going on with your breath and why that's important. And so an hour and 45 minutes of moving and breathing, okay? And we know if you've listened to any of my podcasts, if you know anything about energy, and just like we talked about, this is kind of why I wanted to um, explain to you some of the science behind our physical beings is our aura, our energetic body expands outside of the physical. It is called an aura. Okay. And it can extend up to about nine to 12 feet, depending on your energy, depending on your, and I'm not just talking about like energy, like, oh, you feel good, but literally the power, the charge inside of your body, again, biophotons, light, Think of like when you plug a phone in, what happens, all right? You charge it. It begins to amplify. Okay. So in understanding that, that I always kind of think of the physical body like the nucleus. And then the nucleus is fed information and interacts based on the aura and the expansion of your energetic body several feet from you. And the aura, depending on the energy that it's feeling, comes closer to the body or extends. It changes colors. It morphs. It really is 
goes beyond the physical, but the physical is important. It's kind of like, again, it, it's the matter. It's like where things are like sturdier. If you actually look at an atom, the protons and neutrons are giant, giant in compared to the electrons. So, and the way that they interact is in this space around the nucleus. So you're in this room, your physical body is in this room, but your energetic body as well. And it's extending several feet from you. And you all are breathing together. All of these auras interacting with one another. And Johnny comes in and because he is just delivering the gift of yoga, he's delivering the, the gift of awareness, of presence, of coming back to your breath. It's not about Johnny, but he's giving these really great stories and these, these metaphors that kind of bring you back to yourself. So we leave class and I was like, you know, I've been to a lot of church in my life. Church ain't never felt like that before. I mean, I felt, gosh, I feel a little teary-eyed, honestly. Like I felt, I felt moved, shook. <laughs> I did, I felt changed. And there was one point I'd had a, a healing session next week because even healers need sometimes a little zhuzhing of their own. And uh, I had had that session a week or two before I can't really um, remember um and some of the blockages that were or the imbalances that were happening was between my solar plexus my sense of self my heart my emotional processing center and my throat my sense of expression of who I am out into the world because a lot of things are changing and, and I'm really developing a lot of my own voice and I have something very unique that I want to share and I want to teach a lot of people. And I've always seen myself being on stage in a sense of teaching and educating in that way, speaking. Um, so honestly, if you're looking for a speaker to speak, not just on, on energy in the sense of, again, all of the science, but kind of like understanding a little bit more how to take care of your body and how energetically to, you know, be better in the workplace, how energetically to be better as a parent, um, all sorts of things. I've, I've kind of got all these things that are kind of starting to go. So if you have anything like that, please reach out to me. I'd, I'd love to come speak and, and really teach and educate because I think this is so invaluable. And so as I'm, I'm doing this and this is kind of unblocking some other things come up that are, are personal and, and it's a lot. And I, it's interesting because I've felt this and I couldn't figure out quite what it is, but it, felt like a heaviness, a tightness, a, a contraction, like the pectoral muscle, but almost, it was almost like this ring that was sitting across, like right under my collarbones, like across the pectoral muscle, like the front of my chest wrapped around kind of tops of my shoulders of the, the top of the deltoid. And then actually around the back, it didn't feel up into the neck, but it, and I was like, I don't know what it is. It feels like a squeezing right there. And, um, we kind of work through what it is and I realize, and, and I kind of feel this softening and I feel really good. So during this class, there is at one point, and this is something that I'm having a lot of realizations about. I have been doing energy healing. I had a lash um, business. If you are new here, I had a lash business for about a decade and uh, I had ex crazy success. Like did really, really well, but it just wasn't fulfilling. And um, I recognize a lot of the practices that were happening inside of my physical body also happened when I 
um, do energy healings. And I recognize part of the reason I had such a great clientele and such a successful business is I was actually helping to balance their energetic body when they would come and sit and do lashes. So for all of my clients, for all those years, you're welcome. I had no idea I was doing it. Now I understand why I was so drained because I was doing a lot of this work, but not realizing it. So I wasn't sure how to protect or honor those things. Um, and also sometimes that exchange then feels unequal, especially if you're, you're unsure. So anyways, I, um, I am in the yoga class and I start to have this feeling that this area that felt so tight now, mind you moments before, and Mackenzie and I kind of talked about this after class, there was at one point I was like, I feel like I am on fire on fire. I have sat in, um, um, sweat lodge with Lakota medicine woman. I have sat with people in a very sacred ceremony where it is hot in there and all that you can really do. And I was so grateful for the tool of coming back to my breath from yoga. Cause that's really what I did when I sat in there. And as I'm sitting in this yoga class, I was like, the feeling of being on fire, like it can get sometimes in a sweat lodge is I feel the same. And so it was interesting to be like, okay, it's okay. Like, I know I can make it. I'm hot. I'm hot from the outside. I'm hot from the inside. I'm, there's a, there's just a lot of hotness happening, but I know I can, I can do this. And I start to really breathe and I start to tune back into my breath. And all of a sudden this breath, I'm like, okay, it's okay. Like my body knows what to do. It can cool itself down. I also know I have control over the temperature of my body. I can control the temperature of my body by my breathing, by my thoughts. And because I have control of my nervous system, I don't have to react. I know this from all of the, the, the teachings that I've learned, all of the, the schooling that I'm in, understanding a lot more about what happens, not just in a anatomical like anatomy sense, but also in a, in a mental, emotional, like the way the psyche and the, the soma, the body interact, I know that they are not separate. I know that my mind is powerful. I know that I'm powerful. Okay, I'm okay. So we start to move to this next part of class, which is the harder part. It's a lot of like hard, it's a lot of very young postures where you're holding a very strong posture for a long amount of time. Now I'm already on fire and now I gotta do this hard posture. Okay, great, I'm here for it. I was like, oh, here we go. So we get to this posture and I start having so some of the ways that I notice energy clears when I do healings is I do this. I tell people it sounds like yoni because it does sound like yoni. And it doesn't feel like that. I cannot recreate it. I have tried. Um, and just normal conscious living. It sounds like a yawn. It doesn't feel like intaking air or exhaling air until the very end. It almost feels like this like suspension so that kind of happens. And then I'll be like, <sighs> like, it almost is like pushing it out. Um, my stomach will growl. I'm not hungry. I'm not digesting. It growls a lot. Another way is 
um, temperature changes. Often I get very sweaty, like dripping down my elbow, sweaty, and they're getting cold, The my clients. Um, and another way is chills in specific areas. So those are kind of usually my tall tale signs that, or, and sometimes a nose running it's for different purposes, but these are kind of all things that I'm like, mm, like I don't have allergies, nothing's going on. All of a sudden my nose will start to run or all of a sudden I'll have chills in a certain area and it's just kind of in this patch and I'm like, okay, things are moving. So I get up to this posture and I'm having that ring that I told you about around the top of my chest. It starts to have goosebumps. And it starts to go up my neck just a little bit and it starts to go down my arms. So your arms are an extension of your heart chakra. And this one, I was having a really hard time opening my heart chakra when I was in this healing session. And you also have chakras, which are um, a lot of times we refer to the chakras and you just think the seven down the middle, but you actually have several all over your body and two are in the palms of your hands. And I start having this flood from basically that area up my throat and down my arms. It is not cold. Nobody turned the air on. Like nothing was happening. The air was, it was humid in Arizona. It was hot in the room. The air was still, except for breath, except for breath. I was like, just keep breathing. Just keep breathing. You're not really moving. You're holding this kind of stagnant posture. And I was like, just keep breathing. And it just kept kind of happening in waves. It didn't go down my spine. It was, I am telling you, just in that area. And it felt like where I had this like block was literally starting to move. And I was like, wow, this is this is an experience. I have that often when I do healing sessions. I don't often get, I, in fact, I don't remember a time that that's ever happened um, to me feeling an energetic block move or feeling like a physical block start to move in and where I can observe it energetically. So sometimes I know things intuitively, you know, kind of like chills, like up your spine type of thing, but not like this. And again, sometimes it's hard to describe the unseen because it's unseen. It's hard to quantify. Usually things that are quote unquote, like mystical, it's not that they're mystical, it's that we, our language is limited. Our, the use of our, our, language is a, a poor tool to describe something that is indescribable. <laughs> so, so we have this, we end class. It's incredible. We talked to Johnny, his whole family was there. So it was really nice to meet his wife and, and his kids. And um, the facility was, was great. And we leave. We're like, <clears throat> well, I want to, I want to chow down. If you've ever been to the chocolate tree in Sedona, like, you know, their food's amazing. They have lots of live foods. Um, so this is things that are not cooked um, in the sense of not cooked, like all raw fruit, vegetable, seeds, stuff like that. Nothing is cooked. Nothing is processed. So they have a lot of that type of stuff, um, juices, different things lots of vegan and plant-based options. And it's just, they've done the menus phenomenal. The place is really just cool. You can buy all sorts of different herbs and stuff. So like, we really want to go there. So we, we grab this little um, like plant-based little bar. We grab some extra, like, I think I got some coconut water or something like that. And we're like, okay, let's go. And feeling tired, but also just more alive. And so we, get to Sedona, we're having these really great conversations about 
Johnny's class and our retreats and like being better teachers and how to be more masterful in teaching and delivering and not just teaching yoga, but, but like I said, in standing up in front of people and, and really educating, this is something that's important to me to be able to relate. And so if you ever felt like that, have you ever felt like you've left and you're like, I am tired, but also my cup is so full. My cup is so full. So that's pretty much the the feeling. And we left and we went and ate and, and had a couple of like hiccup things that we just always joke, like the vortex is in Sedona. They just want us to stay there. <laughs> and, um, and we go to one of our favorite like crystal shops and there's been this necklace that when we hosted our retreat in Sedona in March, that was there. And I, I was like, oh, I love this. It was a little on the pricey side, but there was two that I wanted. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to get the other one and it'll go with more things. It's more versatile. Anyways, I was like, I keep, I have thought about this. Our, our retreat was in March. It's now been almost six months. I have thought about this over and over and over this necklace. So I was like, I meant to get this. Like it, it is with me like energetically, even though it's not with me, I go there. I kid you not that necklace is still there and they don't, it's not um, like when you go to like, you know, target where they have like 70 of the same thing. There's one, there's one, this one is still there. So they make it by hand. So I'm like, okay, I got to get it. You guys, it is an emerald. Like there's, um, there's all these little emerald beads, which is for the heart and it has just this perfect energy I was like yep this this is it this is it for me and we drive home and I am recognizing like it's been very interesting because I've been kind of having this journey of and I know that you've probably felt this way because we live in this society that we live in and I know a lot of you personally um and if I don't like we're a lot of a lot of you are also my friends on like Instagram or you've found me through like Mackenzie or, or different people that I've worked with that you have probably experienced this too. Like you didn't necessarily grow up in a family that practiced yoga or you didn't grow up in a family that ate all plant-based or all vegan. You didn't grow up being taught like emotional um, intelligence. You didn't, you didn't grow up really talking about feelings and really understanding and, and being able to empathetically listen to people and, these are all things that as an adult, you're like, oh, I'm kind of learning all of these things. And, and you didn't grow up probably having the best diet, you know, and stuff like that. And I'm, I'm the same. And I've been really feeling this pull towards a more plant-based diet. And I've been fighting it for whatever reason. I feel like I'm probably still fighting it a little bit now, but it was interesting. So we go to this chocolate tree and I am like, so enraptured with this sandwich this live sandwich, seeded bread, um, or it's called sprouted bread, I think, seeded bread. I can't remember where it's literally like kind of like a seed cracker, but it's not a cracker. It's like bread size. It's a little heartier, which I was really surprised. And this like spread stuff that was fantastic and just a shit ton of like spinach and tomatoes. And I was like, this right now is giving me life. I think I actually said, I, this is giving me life. Mm, like we're making all the noises. It's so good. We got some, a few other things, but this particular thing, and I was like, here's what's interesting. All living things have an aura, have an energy about them, right? They ha have this process of taking light, water, 
light and water and turning it into something else, light, water, air, turning into something else. We are not the only people that do that. <laughs> we are not the only people that need the sun. We are not the only things that need the water. We are not the only people that are things that need the air, all living things, right? So in some capacity, what, even if they're underwater, right? They need the elements of oxygen and CO2 and all of these things. They use it differently and things like that. But again, they all use them differently. So I am, um, we're driving and I noticed like there was like this in and outside. We, we were pretty full when we left. So we decided we're not going to get dinner. We've got like some little, you know, fruits and veggies and different things that we can have as a snack if we're hungry. And um, I noticed we drive by and in and out, you guys, and in and out is the first time I've ever driven by. And I was like, oh gosh, no. I think the first time in my life, not because the flavors aren't, not that I don't enjoy what they have to offer, but my body felt so charged and so alive, especially with the live food. Like, on top of this breath that breath is really this breath is often um, categorized as part of the vital body, but it is intrinsically intertwined with the physical body. So this is the thing you have five bodies and the, they're called the koshas often in, in um, yoga philosophy, but you have five bodies and the physical and the energetic are combined. And the breath is really this kind of glue or this bridge between the two that really on the breath rides this wave of information. And then the body responds appropriately. Now, what is breath? It's not just air. It's truly, when you think about it, life force energy. You know how sometimes, like, I love, we use language to try and, again, describe things that we don't understand. When somebody says, you suck the air out of the room. Now, you did not suck the air out of the room, <laughs> right? You didn't pull all the oxygen from the room. You know, you know the, the walls did not collapse because there was nothing in there and there was, like, this vacuum. That didn't happen. But what did happen? You walked in and energetically you created this shift that lowered the vibration of the air in the room, the prana. Now, again, when somebody walks into a room, they're like, you light up the room. Why do we use that term? Because their biophotons on the most basic of level, they have so much prana and life force energy inside of them. It exudes outside of them into their aura and you feel it. You feel it. So here we just spent hours, okay, uh, by hours, I mean two just about, breathing and moving with all of these people, really circulating this energy and everybody is feeling and moving and really becoming aware of how their breath is influencing their body, which is influencing their energy, which is influencing their body in this dance. And then we move straight into eating foods that are alive, that truly have this essence of life to them that are life-giving. And we drive by this in and out. And it, I notice my aversion. The aversion is recognizing that this does not give me life. 
I am too, I'm so charged right now that normally my baseline would have not noticed that. But now my baseline, and that's what I think a lot of people, when I said a lot of people want this, this is what you want is this ability to discern what is energetically aligned and good for you and what isn't. Why do you keep making these same choices? Or why does, you know, you love this food, but you always feel like shit afterwards and you continue to eat it. Like, why do you keep having that drive to eat it? And it is because your baseline, your baseline still resonates with that. And when you do things like yoga or, or pranayama practices where the breath work practices or breath work itself, you start to elevate your vibration. So when your vibration then rises, it starts to become more differentiation between what is more life-giving and what takes life away. And in that moment where I am right now, I want to hold and kind of savor this. I, I wouldn't say not even hold. It's kind of like this basking, actually. Like, you know, when you lay out and just kind of like bask in the sun and really just let it, you know, drip all over you. Like, this just feels good. And I'm recording this right now because I want to remember how good this feels. And I want you to know that because I am sharing this with you and you're listening and you're here, it means that you too have the ability to rise up. How do you do that? Yoga is a great net way. Now, not all, I wouldn't yoga is a great way because it always brings you back to your breath but i think it's important and this is why we went to go take this class it's important to choose a teacher that gives you life are they motivational there's a difference between being motivational and then empowering you being motivational it comes from them it comes from their ego like it's pushing them hard you can do this i know you have more potential i know you have more potential does that mean that you know that? No. A good teacher always returns you back to yourself and in essence, your breath, this bridge and between this glue between what's happening energetically and then what's represented physically and coming back to your breath of noticing how your breath is affecting you, noticing how your breath is affecting your mind. And it's this bridge, right? This ability to not only tap into energy, your energetic body, not only to expand your aura, but also to tap into your mind because your mind is affected by your breath. And also your breath is affected by your mind. Now, if you listen a few minutes ago, I said your body is affected by your breath. And here's the thing. This is the, the reason why I feel the way that I do and why I want to share this so that way you can recognize it, feel it, and look for it too, is this breath is what helps to elevate you to be able to bridge that gap between what's going on in your mind and what's going on in your body so you can begin to see things more clearly so that you dust away this debris that's holding back your frequency from being able to stand it. It's like, you know, putting a, a heavy coat on. Yeah, you can walk around with the coat, but how much lighter and freer do you feel when you can take off this coat, take off this heavy kind of armor that you're carrying? You begin to feel so much more. And so I'm sharing this with you because I want you to sit down right now, whatever you're doing, if you're driving, don't close your eyes. Everybody else, close your eyes. 
Take a deep breath in through your belly. Fill up your chest, all the way up your throat, feel it swell. Exhale, let it go. Feel your tone, tummy tone. Do that again, pull air in. Right, creating this conversation, let air out between your body and your mind, letting your breath be this bridge. Breathe in and breathe out. Open your eyes. How do you feel? Not, not just in your body. That will be the first place that you notice it. But notice your mind more soft, less reactive. The thing is, you guys, for so many centuries, the West has really struggled with accepting things that they can't quantify. It is here. The, what the East has known for years about healing and about the ability and powers of you as a physical, but also a light and spiritual being, shit's about to change. And it may take a little while for the medical community to catch up because usually, usually the medical community is about 50 years behind the science community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so all your medical doctors are still like 1970s, you guys. Science, science is, is here in 2022, but it takes a while for it to trickle down. But here's the thing that I find even more interesting. The East, East medicine, the East, more Eastern medicine has known this for centuries. We're catching up. And the great place to start if you're wanting to make some of these changes, if you're wanting to feel better, feel more vibrant, feel more alive, is to stretch yourself. Find mentors. People that you enjoy being around, people that you love their teachings, learn from them, ask questions. Get in their presence, get in their aura. Two, breathe. Breathe deeper, breathe into your belly and the third thing hold the frequency be the frequency that you want to feel notice when there are things that feel a little off that is your attunement noticing really attuning to what's going on around you and you don't want to it's like when you're searching on a, on a, a radio right for that right station and it's like one off, so maybe you can hear it a little. Stop being okay with just hearing it a little. Make the choices to turn it to the right station. It does take discipline. It does take effort. Action, circling back to the beginning of the, the, this podcast, action is what makes the change. Not just thinking about it. Not just desiring it. Thinking about it, desiring it, and then moving in that direction. And the breath, the breath can really guide you because it informs your body and your mind. So always, not just in yoga, but in all things, guys, come back to your breath. I'm really excited as we were driving through Sedona. Um, we had all of these. That's the thing is when you're kind of like that, 
it's like your mind starts to go technicolor instead of black and white. And so we're having all of these ideas of possibilities for not just retreat places, right? Places to host retreats, what we might want to do, but honestly, like big, big, big things happening for Rachaka retreats in the future. So we're really excited about that. Um, and we're also thinking of, of hosting another retreat in Sedona. Um, currently, the only offering that we have is Costa Rica in May. And kind of like I said before, there's three beds left. So if you're wanting any of those, um, you can head over to the link. I'll put it in the show notes and check that out. It's pretty affordable um, and it's seven days. So which is really exciting. Um, but if you're wanting more information or if you want to get on our waiting list for any upcoming retreats, you can also head to the link and there will be a spot um, for you to actually input and subscribe to the newsletter. So those people actually always get first choice. They get first information. They usually get the first discount. Um, and we don't spam your your mailbox. We really just every once in a blue moon send you stuff about retreats and information and, and stuff that we have going on. So um, you're not signing up for like spammy mails every day or anything like that. Cause that's annoying. Um, I hope that you have gleaned so much from this episode and I hope that you can feel the change that's happening for me, which is a mirror for you, the change that, that can and is happening for you too. And, um, if you have questions about mentorship or, um, are wanting to really grow in either your practice as a, a yoga practitioner or if you're wanting to grow a business or if you're wanting healing, um, just reach out. I have um, lots of offerings that I, I could help you with. So I love you guys and I'm so thankful for you and for you being here and for listening to stories. Storytelling is, is really how we learn and how we connect. So if you need anything, have any questions about places to go for yoga or about breath or anything like that, please just let me know. And until next time, you guys, cheers.